Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod there is. Another fact. So jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. 743, 17 till 8, Tommy Tucker, WWL. They got a parade tonight, actually, on the West Bank. The Mystic Crew of Music starts at around Westwood and Lapalco, heads down Lapalco, and then turns up Ames toward the expressway, then down the expressway to Barataria. So be aware of that if you want to attend it or you want to avoid it. And then it wraps up at... Um, the four columns are going to have, oh, I'm sorry, they had their ball already at the four columns. So uh, with that said, Mark Rosa joins us, President and CEO of Jefferson Financial Federal Credit Union. Good morning, Mark. How you doing? Tommy, good morning. How are you, sir? I'm, I'm sure you'll be out there in the West Bank tonight with your ladder set up for the parade. Well, I was just going to ask if you wanted to set up next to me. I'm sure you're going. You know what? Could you rope off like maybe a half a mile or something and just you and me? Something nice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Like the whole parade, Rob. And maybe we'll maybe we'll do a little, uh, you know, like set up a little drill or something. See if we can find some oil while we're at it. Do some spec drilling. What do you think? <laughs> Absolutely. Well, that would be a good. Since uh, we're claiming the land, project. why not claim the mineral rights? Hell, hell, rights. Claim everything. All right. So Mark is going to take a look at the week ahead on Wall Street. As I often say, picture him sitting on that Wall Street bull with a cowboy hat. Much like Slim Pickens, I saw this movie over the weekend, uh, Dr. Strangelove, riding that atomic bomb down. Newell waving his cowboy hat, riding that bull, looking down Wall Street. What do you see coming, Um, Mark? Did I call you Newell? Uh, You did. I don't know. That's all right. It's good company. I love talking to Newell. Yeah. You know, Tom, we we you know about five days ago the, the uh, Dow was at thirty eight six, and basically now it's at thirty eight six. We had a decent amount of economic news come out yesterday, but it was just overwhelmed by two basically two things. First, you had a Fed meeting, and then you had the employment numbers for January. And just to make sure everybody understands, on any of our listeners, what the Labor Department does is when the month closes after like the thirty first of January. Whenever that day is, the very next Friday, even if it's the next day, they try to have payroll numbers that are available for digestion, and then they might be subject to a revision. You know, down the line, you're not going to hear so much of that but about the revision, but every now and then it comes up on the news. But, uh, but last week, I'll start out with some U.S. productivity for, for the fourth quarter. It was up nicely, and I think productivity per worker is important for our economy for obvious reasons, and it is coming up in the second quarter. Uh, excuse me, uh, third quarter was up almost 5%. The fourth quarter up another 3.3%. So, again, it's very encouraging. A lot of people entering the workforce. 
uh, a lot of efficiencies in the workforce. So that's where I'll get to the payroll report in a second. But manufacturing also for January was up. Uh, ISM manufacturing was up uh, fairly significantly. That's the Institute of Supply Management. They track manufacturing very closely. Construction spending for December was up 0.9%. So that's a significant monthly amount. And more importantly, is it's been up for 12 straight months, construction spending. So they're building things that obviously people want. That's why the construction is working, and it's been up for 12 consecutive uh, months. So that's good news. Okay, so then we, we flow into the jobs report. Wall Street's expecting, or economists, 185,000 new jobs. Previous month was up. It was a surprise, up like 333,000. So we're looking at for January because January just closed. Last week was the first Friday in February, and here come the numbers. Well, it's, it's basically almost doubled. 353,000 new jobs were created when Wall Street was expecting 185. The unemployment rate was expected because of 185 is a relatively no, low number. Unemployment, well, it's going to tick up. It's going to go from 3.7 to 3.8. With the strong numbers, it stayed at 3.7, a, a multi-decade low. So we've got the consumer. That's why they're spending. They're happy. Consumer sentiment has been up over the past several months because people are, you know, they're getting raises. Uh, so says the data. Uh, U.S. hourly wages for January up 0.6%, 7.2% for the year, and that's on top of previous months where it went up as well. So, And they spend money. So, you know, if consumers happy, they're going into this, they're spending money. A lot of people are going to work. If somebody wants to find work, you could, you could find it. And the unemployment rate, of course, staying low. And it, it's, uh, okay, so then what does the Fed think of this? And that's why the market is, I guess, trading sideways because it's, it's like, well, the Fed, what was overwhelmingly expected that they are going to cut rates at their March meeting. Uh, they just meant last week. You know what I'm saying? So the next meeting is in 44 days, and it was an overwhelming majority, like 80, 90 percent were thinking that they were going to cut. That's after Powell gave the announcement back in October. It's like, no, we need to start cutting next year. We're sitting on our hands. We've been sitting on our hands since since uh, July. And in 24, you know, there will be reasons because we don't want the economy to slow too terribly much. Well, all these job numbers keep coming out, uh, Tommy, and it's good for people. They're going back to work. But I think then that this, the Fed is saying that, that they're going to basically start dragging their feet. Well, it's flipped over. The percentage chance that they are going to cut rates has dropped significantly. There's an 85% chance that they're going to keep sitting on their hands again. And in an interesting interview, if somebody's so interested in, in this, and I was interested, there's a 13-minute uh, interview on 60 Minutes yesterday, over the weekend, rather. And it's on, on YouTube, if anybody's interested. It's kind of rare to get the Fed governor to go on there. Not that they haven't before. But he was talking very specifically about what's been happening with with monetary policy, what uh, you know, how they we've gotten into this mess, and they and he admitted, no, we we were uh, we didn't take uh, action fast enough, we were pumping too much in the economy back when. Mm -hmm. uh, so was the fiscal. This side was post COVID in Congress. Post COVID, Mark. Yeah. They were talking about yeah, post COVID, like twenty one. Okay. Twenty one. He said, you know, we 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 kept pumping money in the economy where we should have stopped in twenty one. And if we're recalling, he stopped in in uh, March of 22. But they were they were blowing and going. I mean, they kept pumping in over 100 billion a month in cash in the economy, and that's when cash had, had gotten so plentiful, so much of it, and it stoked the inflation. Went up to nine percent, 
not long thereafter, and then they started cutting rates very aggressively. They cut 11 times. So that's been a fairly significant. But he he said it. He said, no, we we didn't. We uh, we kind of screwed that up. He didn't say that as much, but he, he said they were. They made a mistake on their pivot. They should have done it much earlier, and maybe we could have prevented some of the inflation that that took hold of the economy. But you know, it's it's um, and not everybody knows this. So, you know, Congress. Congress tells the Fed basically what to do with respect to what their role is in the economy. It's monetary policy. And they are not separate from the government, but they're independent within the government. And and Congress has given them what not every central bank around the world has. They have what's called the dual mandate. Their primary job outside of the peripheral stuff of regulating banks and, and you know, checking rules and, and going through banks and making sure they're operating properly. But they have a dual mandate. They need to achieve maximum employment. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod there is. Another fact. So jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Meaning that, that their role is let's get unemployment down to the lowest level. The other mandate is to keep stable prices. Well, the problem with that is because they started off with the single mandate of, of uh, achieve maximum uh, – keep prices stable rather. And then that was – over time it was added, I think in the 70s, that they had a dual mandate. Well, they're in conflict with each other. So if you want to get unemployment, if you if you your job is to get unemployment as low as you can get it, well, if that many people are working like we're seeing today on record levels, and they people tend to spend when they work because they have the money to do so, well, then that starts to pay maybe put pressure on prices and you see prices rising. So he says this is, you know, this is not easy because they're somewhat in conflict. And I don't think everybody understands that when, you know, when the Fed is meeting and they're using the tools that they have, they can't spend money, so to speak, and they can't uh, influence taxes. That's fiscal policy. It's what Congress is there for. So their their tools, their primary tools are interest rates, and that's why everybody sits at the front of their their chair when they're meeting to determine if they're going to change the price of money or not, up or down. And what that means, and then also the money supply. They could be injecting money into the economy if they want to stimulate it, and they could be pulling out like they're doing now when they want to slow it down. So the fact that they've just held steady on their primary uh, lever, i.e., interest rates, you know, people tend to forget about well, what are they doing with the money supply? And uh, like I had reported before, they've, they've pulled more out. We haven't seen this much money come out of the system since 1933. So it's a very serious, uh, a serious tool that they use. And that's part of the Federal Open Market Committee. Uh, these 12 people at the Fed that sit around a table on a 
on a scheduled basis, and they decide what to do with, with respect to those two things. And again, everybody saying, can you lower interest rates? Can you lower interest rates? And he responded saying, well, it, you know, it, the economy seems stimulated. If you're looking at the jobs report, and 70% of GDP is because people spend money, not the corporations, people. So he says, I don't want to stimulate that. I don't want to bring the rates down and, and give it a little bit of a boost. We, not, we don't need a boost right now. And they were talking about some headwinds. Okay, so you and I were saying in, in many of uh, our segments here that the vacant real estate commercial the, the commercial real estate, the vacancy rate just hit an all-time high on the fourth quarter of last year. So it hit basically 20% in the country. You've been saying and he's like, oh, no. We, we we have been mm-hmm. so he's like no we went to uh, you know we went into the nation's largest banks this is Paul talking if, if anybody's interested it's a cool 13 minutes I'd, I'd encourage y'all to listen to it. it's on YouTube Mark it but wasn't that uh, long ago that they were trying to boost unemployment right because they said too many people were working or trying to get the other well yeah well one of one of their goals early on when they were going you know just raising rates like crazy it's like we'd like to see unemployment hit six yeah. Yeah, so now it's 3.7. There's not much he can do about that. People are going to work. But he can – I mean, he can't stop somebody from going to work, but he can, he can you know, slow the economy down. But he's like, no, we went to the nation's largest banks on this commercial real estate thing, and I think we're, they're fine. But so many of the of commercial real estate is done by, you know, like Jefferson Financials and the, and the, the uh, local banks, the community banks. And he's like, oh, no, some of those are going to have to close. Some will have to merge. Mm. Some are not going to make it. It's like, yeah, no kidding. With all this uh, commercial real estate out there and the vacancy rate is so high, when these things start to reset with rates or, or where they are, and they are, they haven't changed them. He hadn't lowered them. It was a, you know, eight, 11 times he raised them. So going into this uh, spring is, is going to be a little bit challenged, and I think they're watching it. And he, he forecasted. I think it's consistent with what I've just been saying with respect to all this. He's like in the summer. I think we'll get it at like the you know July meeting or something like that that will start lowering rates. Well, they're going to be staring right in the face of a lot of these defaults, very possibly, because it's it is just too much vacant space. I think for a lot of the owners of the buildings um, to make the make the payments and and to weather a, a vast increase in their rate of financing. That's what we're staring in the face there. Thank you, Mark. Valuable information. We'll talk to you Monday, uh, Friday when we help you manage your money with Mark Rosa, President and CEO of Jefferson Financial Federal Credit Union, 756 4 till 8. Traffic now, WWL. All star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod there is. Another fact, so jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.